the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Only a Democrat can call not breaking even a win. I mean, it's amazing how we have slipped into this quagmire of low expectations, because we know, whether we're willing to admit it or whether you know it consciously, you definitely know it subconsciously, Democrats fail. It's what they do. They fail, and then they skim from the new money that comes in. Now, the biggest push against Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, was that what he was promising was this regurgitation of Karl Marx and this utopian redistribution of life and prosperity. Only this time it was going to be to all of the people who deserved it but could never do it. And that was really what we were experiencing. And I remember back then thinking, how could anybody buy this bulldung? But the people bought it, and they did. And then you realize where we are and how successful the ideas of backdoor nationalization are. You see, a number that should be uh, talked about everywhere is the unemployment number, because the unemployment number, although riddled with miscalculations and fluff, has a break-even point in this country. We have 340 million people, workforce, labor participation that is really bumping along the bottom and the rest of it, and massive, massive amounts of money going out so that people can pretend to be worthy and pretend to be American. So we pay their rent and their food and their walking around money and their drug money and their hospitalization. It's really overwhelming when you think of the small percentage of us that actually are the taxpayers. So these numbers are more important to us than them because they don't care. They're like, uh, you know, your average municipal guy. They don't give a rip about the economy. Their pension isn't based on the return of investment. It's a, it's a, it's an agreement with government. We don't have an agreement with government. If you're listening to me, the odds are you do not have that agreement with government. So the forecast of the future is what's most important. CNN, for 24 fracking hours, has been running the same story. And so has MSNBC. But the story that's crucially important, there are two, and I'm going to break one here that I know you didn't hear. But the stories that are very important are what affects us in our future. Because thankfully, Joe Biden will eventually disappear like dust in the wind. But the principles will either be here or they will not, and they will be bastardized. My contention is they've been bastardized since really September 11th for sure, noticeably, but have been bastardized by our government for decades. And that is the the idea that we allow the government, no matter how much it fails, no matter how much evidence against the, 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 the functionality of it, no matter how much evidence in the corruption of it, we just say, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just give them more money. And the failure at a certain point has to become noticeable for everybody. 
We cannot seem to get or budge off. We had a nice ride up on the participation rate, and now it's flatlined. We can't seem to get more people into the workforce. And then this will be a topic of debate. It may take a higher wage. It may be what the issue has been is older folks who have left the workforce. (laughs) And the younger folks, folks that don't want to work and all the rest of it, that could be. That could be it. But what he's trying to say, the lipstick he's trying to put on, is the break-even point for this country, the break-even jobs number, where you don't really gain a job, but you have new hires for people who go out of business or retire or die, is 192,000. That's the break-even point. We're at 187,000. So, you know, there's not too much you could say for that other than failure. Temp hiring has been slowing. It's down three months in a row. That's a very good leading indicator uh, of where the economy is likely to go. Construction's still been positive, but that will not remain the case, especially with mortgage rates as high as they are. So, And what he doesn't want to tell you is the only reason that construction is even going up outside of very, very sought-after, well-run states is because of government corruption. You know, we signed a record bill that we called the Inflation Reduction Act, but which was a payoff to every dirtball with a, with a contract for the government. The trend of weaker growth and recessionary uh, crosswinds, they're still blowing. Blowing? Did he say blowing? All that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, that is called Bidenomics. <laughs> that is called Bidenomics, and we are very proud of Bidenomics. Yeah, go ahead and clap. No, don't clap. Don't oh, clap. God. She's in a room full of paid-off Democrat morons, all on the take. Even they don't know when to clap. Uh, hours worked um, abysmal, down dramatically. So the work week was down, down month over month, year over year. So your weekly income, $1,157.28. That's up from $1,155.84. It's point zero zero one two four. That's the improvement, point zero zero one two four. But none of this is in in the headlines outside of very selective, very good business networks and very good specific shows because most of the business networks, they suck or they would be pulling the fire alarm of just how corrupt Bidenomics is. They would be pulling the fire alarm of just how far we've fallen in a very, very few select months when you really think about it. Sure, it's three years, but just right up until a certain event, all of a sudden, The whole world is different, and now we're used to our slave masters. I wonder how that event came to be. Do you think it was organic, Squirrel? Do you think it was really from a frog kissing a bat, jumping on the back of a dolphin? Me either, Squirrel. Um, no. We're now learning more about a biological lab in Reedley that's been shut down by the Fresno County Department of Public Health. You know where Reedley is, don't you? I didn't either. Fresno, California. What would a... COVID lab, not where they have a contract and they test the phony, the phony test from sticking the Q-tip up your nose or God knows where in California. Not that, but there's a lab that makes COVID in California? That should be on the news, shouldn't it? Fox 26 reporter Rich Rodriguez explains what kind of testing took place for months in the warehouse no one in town says they knew about. From October 2022 until spring 2023, this warehouse at 850 I Street in Reedley was operating a biological lab. It was a well-kept secret. After seeing signs of activity there, the city of Reedley asked Fresno County Department of Public Health to investigate. 
just a significant amount of over like 36 refrigerator freezers uh, located on site. And there was a lot of biological agents on there. So there was a lot of uh, contents of blood, serum, everything that a biological lab would normally have. Las Vegas-based Prestige Biotech was doing the testing. The company was using hundreds of mice, which had to be euthanized. They were utilizing the laboratory mice to see whether or not their COVID test kits were actually um, um, testing for COVID. So that was their purpose for having the laboratory mice on site. Fresno County Public Health asked for help from state and federal agencies. Prado says it's not illegal to create a biological lab. The county went to its legal toolbox to shut it down. We use a health officer or authority to actually issue the order for inspection, assess what's on site, what are we really dealing with here. Once we um, completed that assessment, we then moved towards an abatement warrant. That is actually signed by a judge. County Public Health destroyed all the biologicals in the warehouse. That project was finished July 7th. Prada has never seen anything like this in his 27-year career. Because this is a coup d'etat by the communists in China. The same communists who own this dimwit in diapers. This feeble fascist moron who some pretend is president. The election thief. Oh, take it easy. You think I'm the only one that ever thought there was an election that was stolen? I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just... Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past, sometimes Democrats have too. We've got to have uh, a, I, I believe, a voting rights division in uh, the Justice Department that is nonpartisan and that is serious about you know, investigating cases of vote fraud. So what this Marxist fraud himself did, this is when he was running in way back in 2008, what this lowlife Chicago Democrat rat did was turn the Department of Justice into his little play toy. And I wonder if those payments to China somehow trickle up, you know, because it's trickle up corruption. That's what the Democrats practice. And I wonder if it trickled up because there is a couple of good politicians still left. In California, my next is Fresno City Councilman Gary Brendafeld. Indications of the illegal biological COVID lab discovered in Reedley in March of this year. It's first important to remember what this community, uh, our nation, the world went through for the last two and a half, three years. The COVID pandemic went on for nearly three years. It's commonly believed that COVID resulted from a lab, lab leak out of the Wuhan lab in China worldwide can i just say something my ass they were bribing politicians this wasn't a lab leak this was a bioweapon used to destroy the principles of our nation so the fascists could come in and we'd get used to it there are 769 million cases of covid that resulted in nearly 7 million deaths in the united states there have been 107 million cases and nearly 1.2 million deaths in California, there have been 103,000 deaths. China's COVID-19 virus resulted in the destruction of lives, livelihoods, the economy, and business. Children were stupidly locked out of school for two years and were destroyed academically, socially, and emotionally. People lost their freedoms, were forced to get experimental vaccines, to wear ineffective masks, and were lied to over and over by the CDC and government officials. 
any of information that challenged the lies and the tyrannical mandates that were suppressed were suppressed by social media. And we had officials locally that were silent and complicit with all the unconstitutional and destructive government orders. And now they're silent again. So what do we know about this lab in Reedley? Well, on March 3rd, the Reedley code enforcement officers investigated the site after seeing an illegally attached garden hose. On March 16th, the warehouse was inspected, and it was discovered that the lab was producing COVID-19. There is blood, tissue, bodily fluid samples, and thousands of vials with fluids that are not labeled. They also found 900 mice, 200 mice that were dead. On March 16th, the representative from the company, Prestige Biotech, potentially a China national, informed investigators, quote, these mice were genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus, end quote. Prestige Biotech, that company, is licensed in Nevada, not California. One address listed for this company is a vacant building in Las Vegas. Substack reports that other addresses related to this company appear to be in China, though this can't be verified at this time. And they also report that, quote, thousands of packages were found as well, many with shipping labels from China. And now what country gave this dimwit in diapers through his crack-smoking son over a billion dollars in phony investments? Which one? None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various other places. That is simply My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I- you did. Wrong. And you're a traitor to your country. You're a traitor, you crooked bastard. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The story is from Monday. Monday. Today's Fantastic Friday. Yes, squirrel, I'm going to talk about... Yeah, we'll talk about the Ukrainian corruption. I promise. I know you love that song. In the meantime, four days they squash this story. You want to talk about an insurrection? You want to talk about Donald Trump? Here, let's go to an idiot. Let's go to a guy who was on video in a drug deal. He thought he was doing deals for kilos of cocaine. The reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion... Lost a lot of weight. I prefer fat L. Sharpton. Here's skinny L. Sharpton, where he truly does look like a walking taffy apple. One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history. Maybe the next time they try to overthrow a government, I don't know, there'll be something like a weapon. And when the uh, children's children read the history, they're going to they're going to start laughing. You're going to have an entire section of laughter at your fat ass. You're going to. Yeah. And you're still fat. You had the surgery. It took with you. It didn't take with Chris, Chris Christie. However, it took with you. In the meantime, they're going to say a reverend. First, he's got caught lying about a rape, lying about that. Then in the middle of that scandal, he gets caught on an FBI tape doing a drug deal for kilos of cocaine then he gets caught stiffing the government for three million dollars but because he's friends with barack he likes big butts and he cannot lie the three million dollars you owed in taxes poof is gone and then you know what else they're going to read about they're going to read 
about the most successful communist attack on this country from within it. And all the Chinese Communist Party had to do is buy some American whores called politicians. Quote, on May 4th, the CDC inspected the lab and found infectious agents that were both bacterial and viral in nature. Some of these include hepatitis B and C, rubella, malaria, E. coli, and pneumonia. I want you to take in mind how difficult it is to put an addition on your house in these Democrat sewers like California. You can't put a, you can't, if you own the house for 30 years, I want to put on an enclosed porch. You need permits and licenses and inspections. But here, a whole lab operated for we really don't know in anonymity. How did that happen? Somebody go ask the short in the pants Irish guys on the south side. Could Madigan have even pulled this off? Fresno Superior Court documents indicate that mice were involved in these experiments with COVID-19. The lab apparently illegally disposed of medical waste, and it's believed it went to the landfill. This can't be confirmed because the operators of the lab have not been forthcoming. Now, questions. What do you mean they're not forthcoming? Let's get a couple of those guys that asked Osama bin Laden's friends where he was. Let's get the waterboard guys out. I'll get it. I'll find the information. Give me 20 minutes in a bag and a jug of water. Must be answered and the public has a right to know. One, is this company from China and or is it sponsored by the Chinese government? What was the purpose and goals of their experimenting with COVID-19 and having mice catch and carry the disease? What were they doing with all the bacterial and viral infectious agents found at the illegal lab? Gee, I don't know what they're doing. Even in California, these are rhetorical questions. However, what I do want to know is simultaneously with this, how much American land has the communists been buying? How many Democrats have they infiltrated? Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Even the gassy pig ones from California. Yeah, I wonder, is that in Swalwell's district? I wonder what Fang Fang was doing when he's gassy. I hope she had those nose plugs things. Oh, it could have been dangerous. Bob, Crown Point. Hey, Sean. You know, the new replacement. Uh, Jeannie Marzano. Another. Yeah. I, why do they have to be Italian? What's her name? <laughs> Jean Marazzo. Why does she have to sound like she grew up in my neighborhood? For God's sake. We had pickle-faced Fauci, the crooked bastard. I mean, why don't we just club him with, uh, with Mussolini, Bob? Yeah, but she, uh, you know, she came out with the mask. She had, uh, uh, and she talked about the pangolin and the turtle. And I'm like, well, talk about <laughs> disqualifying yourself. Yeah. The job is. In- oh, Bob, in Crown Point, we got a bad connection. But most of all, they're Democrats, and they'll celebrate fascism. They'll celebrate corruption. In fact, what they do is promote it. As Fauci steps aside, a new top dog is entering the fray. Director of the Division of Infectious Diseases at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, Gene Marazzo, will become the new head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases beginning this fall. Replace- she don't look Italian. She looks like somebody who grew up in Wheaton. 
Thing, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who held the position for the last 40 years. Marazzo has been described by critics as fanatical and an outspoken supporter of the COVID lockdown policy and mandates. Check out this supercut from Tech Judge. Please consider wearing a mask when you go out. You don't need to wear one when you're at home. Masks in young people going to school over the age of six. All the things we've been talking about, mask wearing, hand hygiene, and social distancing. Masks have contributed to to the control of this pandemic in other communities, even mask wearing, except when you're eating, you can prevent it with very good masks. The three basic rules, wear a mask, make sure you wash your hands frequently or use hand sanitizer and keep your distance. All right. The lady loves me. So the stupid idiot is wrong. And we know this from her own so-called phony science, her own science. Johns Hopkins wrote a scathing article about how ridiculous and futile it was. And what was her penalty? She got a raise. Welcome to government. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Always love the music on a Friday squirrel. Nice job. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. 2009, Pfizer opens up a research and development lab in Wuhan, China. We now know EcoHealth Alliance was a bagman. They were the Hunter Biden to the NIH. We now have information that even the WHO has to recognize. No squirrel, not the band, the World Health Organization and left arm of the Fourth Reich. Now, I think it's probably good news that the World Health Organization is starting to publish data on the huge excess mortality that we're seeing uh, around the world and is still carrying on well into 2023. They don't give a lot of reasons for it, but it's interesting that they're publishing the data. Let's look at some of the data now before we discuss it further. So here we have estimated excess mortality. Now, the data is going from, as we see, January 2020 through to the end of 2021. The grey are the reported COVID deaths. And the red colored line is the estimated excess mortality. And of course, we can see that even by this official WHO data, that the excess mortality can in no way be attributed for, be accounted for by deaths from SARS coronavirus 2 from COVID. I think that graphic is pretty clear. And uh, encouraging to see this from the World Health Organization, I think. What happened in the year 2021, Squirrel, do you know? forced mandates for the vaccine. The immunity, which was passed in 1986, neither the Republicans or Democrats wanted it. Uh, Ronald Reagan at that time, who signed the bill, said, and Wyeth was the company that was pushing it, and they were saying that they were losing $20 in downstream liabilities for every dollar that they made in profits from vaccines. They were going to get out of the business if they were not granted immunity. Uh, Ronald Reagan said to them at that time, why don't you make the vaccines safe? And why is that? Because they're unavoidably unsafe, which is true of most medicines. 
I'm not anti-vaccine, but I think we need to be honest and we need to have good science. That's all I've ever argued. You know who we could ask for good science? Maybe the Chinese Communist Party. After all, they created the bioweapon known as COVID, and they had labs all over the world. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. Bio labs, U.S. funded. Well, it's kind of like the bombs and the ships we're blowing up everybody with now. Two, are the people that were running and operating this lab Chinese nationals or American citizens? If they're not American citizens, are they here illegally? Three, and most importantly, why wasn't the public informed of this illegal lab and what was found? The Fresno County... Because that would tip it off. I mean, they were able to, in the light of day, bribe entire parties of politicians in your state mainly taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help them cheat an election there he is swalwell gassy democrat traitor uh bob crown point indiana hey sean how you doing good brother how are you i'm good i just want to say i get a kick out of you when you use the word scallywag and you hit the head on the nail of the button huh. with the hammer about about biden traitor yeah. well in you know Serbian, what we call him I'm from. Serbia, we call him Izdanik. I Oh, I like that. I like that very much. And I, too, share for a little dyslexia. I believe it's hit the nail on the head, but I know what you meant. Bob in Crown Point. Thank you, brother. Brian and Gurney. Good. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon, man. And uh, have a great weekend. Two things. Um, El Shark is no more reverend than I am a rock star. Second, <laughs> Chris Christie. Chris Christie. And uh, his connection's got to be to some defense contracts for him to promote uh, the sales of weapons and all his aid to Ukraine. Yeah. And third of all, is, is it true that he and um, Pritzker were invited to, to Golden Corral for a buffet or dinner? Nobody who owns any stock in Golden Corral wants to see Chris Christie or Pritzker walk into a Golden Corral. They are not welcome there. Thank you very much, Brian. It's very Get pleasant. in my belly! And you know, it's funny. Come on! When we talk about this scallywag, Al Sharpton, this fraud. It reminds me when I was a kid, and back then they used to have the stadium. I, I, I think it's called something different now, but back then it would be the stadium, and you go there to watch Hawks games and professional wrestling. My grandfather would take me with a cigar in his mouth. You could smoke everywhere, Squirrel. It was incredible. And you get out of the car, and you were in the ghetto. The ghetto. And what you'd have is whores on the corner, right? You'd have liquor stores, and right next door, you'd have the, the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. My favorite part is the pimp would pull up right in front of the church. I'd say, oh, isn't that terrible? I didn't realize he was the reverend and the pimp. Uh, Joey T. Palatine. What's up, Goomba? How are you? Thank Wonder. you for another great week. Oh, thank you. Um, I just love you. Anyways, I'll see you at the end of the month. I want you to think oh. about something I just heard today from somebody very important. They're going to tell Biden to step down. You're not running again. Guess who they're, guess who big butt is pushing to go to Washington. Boy, I hope it's somebody funny looking with a giant it's melon head. Boy runner. It's the fat boy running this state. Yeah, well, it would make sense. I just feel bad for the White House servant that has to wash his crevasses because he sits there <laughs> like T-Rex with those tiny little arms and that big fat body. I laugh even though I'm offended. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They'll put him in there or any twosome newsome. See, here's the problem. Na- nationally, fat people like Pritzker and Chris Christie don't sell. They don't. Even in, you know, no matter where you are, you know, and it's it's a funny thing. Even people who are chubby themselves, they want a decent looking human being to be president, at least up yeah. until now. 
The image. It's yeah. the theatrics, the image. You know, nobody wants I that. I agree bit. with you. How are we going to fit him in and out of the behind the desk? You know, that desk is very special. You'd have to Vaseline it up when he wants to pull his legs in. I think those are called Don't legs. Left, yeah, you? Thank you very no. much. They're like Redwoods. In the meantime, he might be on to something. Did you see CNN yesterday? The question is, how solid a candidate is Joe Biden? That's the problem. That's and, exactly the problem. And, and what is exactly the problem? The, we don't know how solid a candidate Joe Biden is. We know he's not a solid candidate. Exactly. He is struggling. I mean, Within it his is own hard, party. It is hard to watch. I just got a text message. Do you think Pritzker wears boxers or briefs? I think he ends up with a thong, whether he puts jogging pants on, all the way up the ghoul. Uh, oh, God. George Naperville. Sean, I'm at Lollapalooza, and the performer refuses to take the stage. Someone said our mayor went Mr. Tibbs on the guy and told him to act like a man. Oh. After all these years, Sean, can you believe Vic Damone had stage fright? Vic the- no, I don't think Vic Damone would have uh, stage fright. I am uh, still amazed at a couple of things. Number one, there's a COVID lab that we know now is operating in California, and nobody's talking about it. Number two, the dimwit who pretends to be vice president, tramping her way to the office, still can't find her underwear in Willie Brown's car. She's touting economics that are destroying our nation. Well, let me tell you what Bidenomics means. Bidenomics means that the president and I have intended from the beginning that we're going to build up and build back up America's economy, not through some trickle-down thing where if the wealthy get it, then maybe it'll trickle down to the rest of us, but instead investing in working people. I don't know why nobody likes her, Squirrel. What do you think it is? Uh, Even in my neighborhood, nobody liked the tramp. John Glenview. John, how are you doing today, my friend? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Um... Normally, I listen to you on the podcast to avoid all the commercials and everything, but you, had, you made a comment yesterday regarding Vivek that I wanted to, uh, to call in and, and clarify. Yes. You implied that he had some sort of dealings with the, uh, it was the an, World Health. Absolutely. No, no, no. I implied it was an implication that he sat on a board and was involved, and he even possibly took money from George Soros' well, brother, Paul, which I hope is not true. I'm telling you the articles that, that I had stumbled across yesterday. Gotcha. Um, I did listen to Vivek on a different show earlier today, and he flat out came out and said he sued these people Good. to make sure that his name wasn't uh, involved with them anyway whatsoever. So I just want to make sure. I read it on that on that uh, VOX, Vox, whatever it is. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll read a lot of the paraphernalia from the Marxists in America. And as I was mm-hmm. reading it, it really w- it was upsetting because, as you know, I've talked very highly of them because, in my opinion, what we need is someone like Vivek, who I, when I listen to him, I I love what he has to say. I don't know a tremendous amount about him. And that's always the problem when you're dealing with somebody who has rubbed elbows with oligarchs, right? Did it it rub off on him? And I'm not willing to condemn him, even if he sat on the board. But I really do want him to come out and get in front of it. Because if I'm getting this, that means millions of other people are getting it. And if it's not true, crush it. And if it is true, then explain why anybody should trust you, right? Well, the fact of the matter is that he, he actually sued them. Good. And uh, he, he's cleared his name. He, that needs to get out because, I, like you, I really like the doctor. John, I want to help him get it out. You know, we've, we've sent a request in. I wanted to get him on the show. I, I, I'm a big fan so far. And, but the other thing, too, John, is, and you know this, we have a tendency as decent people to want to trust somebody, to want to believe their story. And how many thousands of years are we going to get burned with it? 
And this no. is through, throughout history. When you trust people because you think you know them, that's when you're a, a willful idiot. And I don't want to be that way. So I want to I examine everybody so we change the trajectory. And, John, nobody wants you to be right more than me because I love the guy so far. But I'm going to be suspicious, right? Absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to bring that to your attention. All right. That's now, all. you're in Glenview. You're close to... You're close to all those areas where the third wives who were, used to be strippers and told everyone it was for college are driving around in G-Wagons. Just keep Absolutely. your eye out, will you? Thank you. Very okay, much. buddy. Thank you. 312-642-5600. When they're talking. We are here today because Donald Trump is exerting an influence campaign. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice. We're talking. Uh, if you say something about an election, they want to put you in jail for the rest of your life. News, opinion, insight. It's a disgrace. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We don't get You know, I'm glad that John called. I really am, because that was bothering me. Right after I had read it, I read right before I went on the show yesterday about Vivek Ramaswamy. And I like the idea that somebody can do what Trump did. And it I didn't listen, we got used to having politicians fail and lie and get promoted, and it's the first time since the founding of the country that we had an absolutely novice in politics come up and, and win the presidency. And, and 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 for those people that talk about uh, Lincoln, he ran it several times, and he was a lawyer for the railroad company who used to front-run land purchases, so please don't tell me what a great businessman he was. Um, but Vivek Ramaswamy fits that bill. And 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 one of the reasons I'm very, I will, I'd be more than happy to support Donald Trump. It's fascinating, you know, to watch the ta- attack he's under. They solidified my, my, my support for him. However, I want to rip apart that COVID reaction. I want to rip it apart. Because when you're a businessman who understands and is risking his own money versus these political dimwits who can't waste enough money like Kamala Harris and the rest of it. And I've got a clip about her talking about flat tires here. People are tired of being required to travel over potholes and bridges that are breaking down. And it's expensive when you when all your tires, you know, when you lose your your, your tires are ended up being flat because of those roads and bridges. Really, Tramp, when's the last time you bought a tire? In the meantime, what she doesn't want people to be be aware of if they're paying their municipality for the ridge and bro or the the uh, bridges and roads they're paying them gas taxes to maintain they steal the freaking money and then all of a sudden you got to have these idiots come in and we're going to build roads and bridges and potholes shut the hell up you moron in the meantime when this covid reaction how could you not as a businessman say whoa 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 what the hell are you doing i want to know everything before i do anything because that's what an investor thinks of you bring um, a, an issue to me. We're gonna we're gonna go through everything before we do anything. But he didn't do that. So now my next favorite, is, quite frankly, is Vivek Ramaswamy. But when I read that yesterday, I'm like, wait a minute. Wouldn't this be the perfect shill? He'd be the perfect shill. He poses himself. He runs like Trump, and the whole time he's rubbing elbows with oligarchs. So we have to make sure of this. We have to discuss it. Mitchell displains. Hey, Sean, do you, are you aware that the New York Times overcounted the deaths reported with COVID-19 and they exaggerated the deaths? Of course. So this whole thing came conveniently in 2020, right when there was an election. So they knew that this was a giant ruse. Uh, the NIH and check this out. OK. And um, the Department of Energy confirmed that the testing was basically with SARS-2 
that's the pre, you know, precursor to COVID-19 and uh, amino acid yeah. ar- uh, marg- arginine. And that's how they knew it was airborne. And this yeah. was done probably decades ago. Well, Mitchell, I want you to think about what happens if COVID doesn't happen. The Democrat, all you need to steal something, all you need to get away with something is just a little bit of plausible possibility. It's possible, sure. right? So you have the, the scandal go. You have the way in which the, the government, the, the, not the elected officials, but the, the judicial areas and the corrupt justice systems steal and change election laws. It was the perfect, perfect thing to happen to Trump because he would have never never even come close to the idea he could lose would have never entered the race especially against this dimwit joe biden but you had a candidate you wanted to put in power and he couldn't actually go out and campaign so you you right. solved so many problems with locking people down you opened up the possibility for theft you opened up the acceptance of ballot harvesting and all the rest of it and you let this guy hide in his basement because he couldn't go outside because he was a feeble moron suffering from dementia it was the perfect scam and you forever shut an economy down that was running on all eight cylinders for the first time since uh, the 80s and early 90s so it was a great way to destroy the nation and when you trace it back it only goes to the people that wanted to try destroy the nation the communists thank you very much mitchell oh i know they're not so bad yeah they are they're communists we'll be back after this this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. Very excited to talk to my next guest because he's talking about a topic Americans need to talk more about. He's a uh, producer, director, political activist, and now missionary. He has produced many projects for Discovery and HDNet, award-winning filmmaker. And he's produced everything from commercials for national and local nonprofits all the way up to films. He's now ha- he now has a mission, and that, a mission is, or that mission is to equip the persecuted. It is a U.S.-based 501c3. He is Judd Saul. Judd, thank you for coming on. How are you? Doing very well, sir. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's a... It's a it's a fascinating topic, and I'll tell you why I view it fascinating. I remember in the 90s the kind of chaos that was going on in Africa, yet Americans, for the most part, are sequestered from a lot of information, a lot of ignorance to what's happening. And then you look into it a little bit, and you see the kind of corruption, mainly by governments that pretend to be representing the people, in some cases kingdoms, and you see the, the collusion between corporations of Europe and America corrupt governments, but it's always the people that pay, and the chaos and the coup d'etats and one thing after the next. Inform us a little bit about what's happening, where you see it, and how it's happening. Well, what's happening in Nigeria right now is a systematic genocide against Christians perpetrated by radical Islamic terrorists that are coming in from the north. And uh, slowly but surely over time, they're taking over territory little by little, and Christians that get in their way and villages that get in their way are are slaughtered. And then uh, what leaves uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, left with being internal refugees in their own country. 
Now, when you say they're coming down from the north, where is the stronghold of this ideology? Where is it thriving? Well, it's <laughs> it's 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 thriving and it's spawned out of the Middle East, and it's essentially a new section of ISIS that has developed in northern Nigeria. And yeah. they're getting weapons and funding from the north, from Libya, from other Middle Eastern countries. But wouldn't you? Would, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Would you say that it has massively upticked since the removal of Gaddafi and since Libya has been overrun? Ever since the destabilization of the Middle East happened and what Obama proudly called the Arab Spring, the Arab Spring has spawned death and genocide all throughout the Middle East and now in Africa. This is what I find fascinating, how many people refuse to even discuss this. The chaos always stems from a policy. I'm, so, I'm sorry to say, and I'm depressed to say, an American foreign policy, and this is just the natural ramification of chaos and failure. And it's fascinating, and I watched this throughout Obama's tenure. I watched it through Bush's tenure. This is almost a bipartisan problem. And it, I'm, it, it's because the way I see it, the American foreign policy is a warfare welfare system that operates on failure and more money. I don't think they're incentivized to do anything but fail and turn chaos because they're making money selling weapons and they're leaving the wreckage of people, millions and millions of people. And, and, and what are some of the cases that you see? I mean, do they let anybody live when they conquer a village? How do you even go in after they conquer it? Well, what happens is uh, typically they come in, uh, uh, the citizens, of course, are are really not armed, uh, but the terrorists seem to be allowed to move around with impunity uh, uh, in Nigeria. And what happens is they come in at night, they surround a village, they start shooting guns, and they kill anybody that can't run fast enough. And it's usually the elderly and the children that get killed first. And when they run out, when they don't use bullets, they funnel them into an area and they hack them to death with machetes. Oh, my God. And what's funny is there's very little information. I have some information. I've had it on my board for a few days. When you say they're coming from the north, they're coming from Niger, which just had a major coup d'etat. And I don't know much about coup d'etats or warriors or whatnot, but the new guy doesn't seem too friendly. No, no. And, and this is and this is going to be a big problem. And, and I'm, we're all kind of waiting and curious to see how this plays out, because the um, essentially uh ISIS of Africa is sitting in southern Niger on the border of northern Nigeria. They have huge operations going on and they and they send their money and funding in to northern Nigeria and then they have local Muslims, radical Muslims in the country doing their dirty work and taking over things systematically. They're all working hand in hand. So prior to 20 years ago, what was I mean the political system although corrupted was far more stable when it came to killing their own people. Have all of those guys either stolen enough money and moved to Europe or have been killed? What happened to the political system as it was 20 years prior to Obama? Prior to Obama, you didn't see this stuff happening. You you hardly saw any of this stuff happening. Then when Obama got elected, he sent his political operatives to Nigeria to help elect a Muslim president, Buhari, who is well known for his terrorist activities, but the Obama administration helped that guy get in. And then when he got in, we saw a massive uptick in massacres and slaughters. And that's why three years ago I started our organization equipping the persecuted because there wasn't a whole lot going on on the ground in helping our brothers and sisters in Christ out. 
Where Where is America's money? I'm well aware we have thousands upon thousands of National Guardsmen that um, never really make the national news, only the local news where they take the American National Guardsmen and they send them to Africa. Some people say it's the Horn of Africa, but we really don't know where they are. What are they doing in the chaos? Uh, there's no there's no American presence uh, right now in Nigeria. Uh, one of the biggest problems is when Biden got elected, he took Nigeria off the terror watch list, which immediately t- diverted and took resources away to fight terrorism in Nigeria. That's one of the first things Biden did when he got into office. So as you see and, the, the policy come up and they're going to give $55 billion to Africa, and they say it very blanket statement of Africa. Well, Africa is very complex. I mean, most Americans are are ignorant to know the, the nuances right. and their complexity. Who gets our money? Well, uh, it goes to corrupt governments. It goes to corrupt governments that do the various administrations bidding on, on, on what they want them to do. And sadly to say, the, the administration's bidding is, uh, it, it, this Biden administration's bidding is pushing, you know, uh, same-sex marriage in other countries that don't want it and pushing uh, more socialist agendas in countries that really don't want it. But they're taking the money, they're implementing these uh, plans, and it's not to save lives. It's actually to disrupt these countries even more. So you create, how did you, how did this come about, you creating this? Because you had a successful career. I'm sure you didn't have to do this. What was it that triggered you? I see your wife is involved as well. Um, Sherry, yeah. what exactly, how did this come about? I've been going there for the last 12 years. Um, just uh, my grandfather did some missions work there, and I went to help out the mission he was working with. And then I, I, I grew a heart for the people in Nigeria, and I just kept on coming back, and then I kept on seeing things get worse. And I, I, I was, would ask, I said, okay, who's taking care of these situations? Who's coming in and actually helping persecuted Christians? Because we see organizations talk about it in the U.S., but I never saw any action on the ground in Nigeria. So I just said, okay, well, no one's doing anything. I'm going to do something about it and try to actually help these people. Now, because there's so much ignorance in America, I'm sure you've considered this. Have you considered your own documentary, your own marrying your two occupations, your two passions? Yeah, uh, down the road, yes. There's There's a lot of stories to tell and a story that needs to be told, but at the same time, resources need to go into helping the people. And where can... uh, yeah. Where, where where can my people go to check everything out? They can go directly to our website, which is called equippingthepersecuted.org. And I know it's a long word, but it's equippingthepersecuted.org, and they can check out what we're doing. Check us out on Facebook and social media. But, I lo- uh, you know, go ahead. I love it because it's something that I think gets very, very little attention, very, very little information. And when you look at what is going on, the chaos, do you know why I say this to you? In order to get ready for my show, now that America has adopted censorship that would have made Stalin blush, I look at a lot of news stories from around the world. And when you take a look at the atrocities and the children and the mayhem, it is so barbaric. It's it's pre-World War II stuff. I mean, they're slaughtering thousands and thousands of people in horrific ways. Yeah, it's 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 an evil we haven't seen in 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 a long, long, long time, and it's absolutely horrendous. And our the mainstream media does not cover it. And by the time uh, they even kind of cover a story, they water it all down. They don't really tell the truth about how many were killed or how how they were killed, and they simply say it's tribal conflict. It's not tribal conflict. Let's be honest. It's radical Islam showing dominance, killing defenseless Christians. Here's here's my question, Judd. 
I understand when you take over governments where these nations are thriving, you're talking about controlling hundreds of billions or in some case trillions of dollars. But when you look at Nigeria, what is the system of economy? What is their base currency? And why do outside participants keep enriching these radical theocrats who are killing people? The, 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 big, the, the biggest thing, it all boils down to money. Nigeria has the largest oil reserves in Africa. And I saw a documentary that, is, that these are American, yeah. more often than not, oil companies that have agreements with governments that in most cases are killing their own people. This is true, and this is correct. Nigeria has the largest oil reserves in Africa, and there's billions upon billions of dollars coming out of Nigeria in oil money. And then the people at the top, even the government officials, siphon away billions of dollars in their own pockets, and none of it reaches back to the people. So it's like Chicago. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Pretty much. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask you, I'm looking at your, at your career. Where did you start out your career? I started off going to uh, film school, uh, you know, wanted to get involved in the film video production business, but uh, it, it was actually uh, a big turning point when I first went to Nigeria, where I changed everything and changed my direction in life to fighting for my country and fighting for causes that matter to me. In fact, you know, I, I say this because I, I wanted to go in the film business, and I realized in Chicago at Columbia College, the amount of communists that were in that business. And then I look at some of your works. You also worked on something called Enemies Within. And yes. it's interesting to me the way in which you rejected the status quo opinion of the people in the industry you succeeded in. I find that fascinating. Look, for some reason, the Lord gifted me with an ability to strive for telling the truth and the whole truth. And uh, I, you know, I, I don't care. I, I don't. I really don't care what happens to me, as long as I'm telling the truth and I'm letting people know what's going on. Uh, if we quit telling the truth, then they win, and I can't let that happen. So, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I've been put on a mission on this earth to tell the truth, and that's it. Well, I love it, and I love what you did with uh, with your project, Enemies Within. It was from your project that I learned at least a hundred current members of the House of Representatives and twenty members of the U.S. Senate could not obtain a basic security clearance because of their ties with various communist Marxist factions. I find that to be fascinating, and I love the fact that you had the courage to write it. I can't wait to see your documentary. And we have an organization that we're affiliated with that is a media site called Freedom Square, and I would like you to go list your business there. It's free. And um, they may, they're talking about helping uh, crowdfunding for various projects. I think it would be something you'd be interested in and uh, we could use your talents and so could the victims of corruption and totalitarianism and theocracy in uh, Africa. So I wish you the best of luck. And uh, if we could ever help you, please come back on. And one more time, tell the people where they can go. You can go to equippingthepersecuted.org to help our mission in Nigeria. And if you want to get a little bit educated, look up Enemies Within Movie with Judd Saul, Trevor Loudon, uh, on Google and social media, and check that out. Judd Saul, it was a pleasure talking to you. I wish you the best, you and your wife, in the future. Keep it up. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. 
Try Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands. Try Jesus. Squirrel, you got a good national anthem tonight? You got a good one? Because I'm uh, let's go to the lines. Mike in Woodridge. Hey, Sean, great show. Thank you, Mike. Uh, uh, this, this is a little bit off topic, but just right up your alley. Um, should I be concerned about this? I hear about this home title that, uh, theft. Is it rampant? Is, should, is it real? Should I be worried about it? Is your house paid off? Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's been I totally Absolutely. paid off. Absolutely. You need to protect that title. There are smart, sophisticated swindlers. It is an incredibly oh, okay. easy scam if you don't hold title correctly. So, okay, when, so, I, so I should get that home title protection stuff. Uh, you should do. You look into it. I, you know, I, I, I have a, I, I, I do. I have it for my stuff. But I, the other thing you can do is hold title strategically. So hold title in a trust or an LLC. It's a little more difficult for that type of thing. But everybody should hold hold uh, title to real property when you have it unencumbered by debt in a very strategic, specific way of a trust. That's what I like. And uh, you you circumvent a lot of the problems. And people say, oh, it costs you more in property. It's an infinitesimal cost for the, for the, right. the quiet satisfaction of security. So I think you should talk to an attorney, specifically a trust attorney, so that you have a, a trust that is beneficial to when you pass away if you're going to leave it to your heirs because you have communists in the government that tax people after they die. And by the way, they're coming up right. with a multitude of ways to, to, to break down the barriers of right. property rights. So you keep the trust right. living but, and you keep your, you know, yourself, yeah. uh, you protect yourself, brother. Plus we're in Illinois with Pritzker and we got to be careful. Well, that's, that's, that's maybe your ace in the hole. I don't know how young you are, but if you live another 30, 40 years, the property ain't going to be worth dung anyway. It'll be like the city of Chicago or giving it to welfare people, tell them, please fix the windows. We'll give it to you. Uh, that, you know, so Mike, but you're in Woodridge. It's still nice for now, but yes, protect yourself, brother, always and forever. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Mark Oaklawn. Hey, is this the guy that played uh, high school football and high school basketball? He was a tr- tremendous athlete back in the eighties. Uh, Who you've been Sean talking Thompson? Who you've been talking on? There's just a very oh, few witnesses peeps. to that. Very few witnesses. I've got my peeps. Yes. I know. I know what's going on. How you doing, Sean? Good. Great How show. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you know, uh, Pritzker, he's trying to pass another law, you know, that uh, through Kwame Raul. And I know you're a pro-life guy, and that's one of the reasons why I really have a lot of respect for you. But this law entails that, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, fines, pregnancy, and- pregnant, pregnancy centers yeah. that are out there trying to help young gals, you know, get through their pregnancy, give yeah. them an opportunity. And, and what they can do... Kwame Raul, if they think that they can make up something and they can find them fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and they can do it just just making it up, you know, it's another uh, uh, it's it's another untruth, you know. They're just did I ever tell you I met, and, I met Kwame Raul? I was doing a thing. I hope with, you slapped him in the face. No, I didn't know. I didn't really know much about him. I was invited. No. I was invited with to do a John Cass and had, was gracious and invited me to a podcast. And I went and Kwame Raul came. First of all. You want to talk about a smarmy-looking son of a gun. This is a, this is a yeah. smarmy-looking guy. And up close and personal, I really didn't care for him. 
Um, and then I started to kind of listen to what he was and how he was. But when you look at the at the Democrat agenda, when it comes to this particular topic, they cannot afford to have the people who believe what they say look into anything. So they have to go after anybody that's trying to educate their supporters, because once their supporters realize, you know, it's called pro-life, but I don't know if that's good enough. Right. Because what you what you are is is your pro right to exist. The idea that we have a government that supports anybody who wants to kill somebody and pay it shows you how wretched we are as a, as a species. I don't know no, if another. Wanted, I like to call it. I like to call it pro kill. It is. They're murderers. Call it out. Call it out. These these morons who would even consider killing their own baby. They don't have any idea the money corruption in it, and the kind of billions of dollars you're talking about to give these wretched souls who hack up these defenseless infants in their mother's belly. They're, they're millionaires. They're multimillionaires. I mean, it is, yeah, it is, terrible. it is just despicable, but uh, I expect yeah. nothing less from a Chicago Democrat. That's what they are. They're the scourge of our existence. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Funny, uh, the stuff that's going on in uh, Africa that we don't talk about. It truly is. In South Africa, that's been coming from politicians like Julius Malema and those guys. That's calling for farm murders of the songs as kill the bull, kill the farm. It's tough to understand, but apparently 2,500 farmers have been slaughtered. And when the farmers are slaughtered, I think they keep the farm. But if you murder a farmer, he will get that farm and he will get the food that's on the farm and the riches. So that's why this whole thing has been blown up by political parties in South Africa and even our president doesn't acknowledge the farm murders. He said to the American president that there doesn't exist something like a farm murder in South Africa. Now, here's the witness standing here, all the crosses. You know what I'm surprised at? Isn't Elon Musk's family from South Africa? Elon himself, I believe, is from South Africa. you think there would be more attention on it, but we've got our own issues uh, to keep attention on. They have to change the subject, and they have nothing to offer the American people in terms of jobs and the rest. They talk about it, but then they change the subject when it's time to deliver. I'm so proud of the Democrats and the Congress. We fully intend to take back the House the next time so we don't have to deal with the frivolity, the, the waste of time of the Congress for them to, to go down this path. Now, here's a dimwit worth hundreds of millions of dollars because she front-ran policy and stole the money. Never left her office. Had her stinky hammer husband do it. How do the hammers stink in his garage, squirrel? Don't think about it. Why doesn't he have pants on when someone's breaking into the house? I have no idea. Rich, Indian Head Park. How do the ball-peen hammers... Do the ball-peen hammers in your garage smell or no smell? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, good. Fair enough. I didn't think so. What I wanted to say, well, first of all, you, uh, you're in Florida, you're in uh, Chicago. I go back and forth. I got a lot of, you know, a lot of family. Got to, got the family yeah. commitments. What are you going to do? We got to oh, yeah, do it. I know. Yeah. I know. What I wanted to say is this uh, dummy, this Capitol Police officer, 
this Michael Fanoni. Uh, now, is that the one that shot the unarmed 120-pound woman, Ashley Babbitt, no, at Point no, Blank no. Range? No, okay. No, he's just comparing uh, the Trump indictment with the killing of, uh, of bin Laden. Oh, yeah, I know. Come on, what do you care? What do I care what a moron said on his ass his whole life? The Capitol Police. The one day these Lombones had to work, I'm going to never hear the end of it. And by the way, it wasn't an insurrection. I've been to parties in Melrose Park that were more violent than that, the crybabies. Go ahead. No, but but to compare uh, 9-11 to January 6th, we lost, what, over uh, 3,000 people on 9-11? And we, and we lost one person who I think was murdered, yeah. and nobody was ever held responsible. Rich, Rich, what do you care what, what? these bust-outs, losers, frauds think? These idiots that, voted for... Wait a minute, though. They support a communist asset, a traitor, five decades of stealing and front-running and selling out his government. And that's your guy. Now tell me how great he is, whore. And that is one of the sins... Of, of Donald Trump is that he has disrespected the rule of law and uh, the judicial process in our country. Really? You mean like Wrong. the like the two family court judges, the two sitting right now today in Crook County at an investment group that buys property after good people lose it, who don't hire the other short in the pants, slip and fall lawyers of the Madigan law firm. You mean like that? And then they buy the money with Ed Burke and they cut it up. Is that the judicial system I'm supposed to respect? I can read, you moron. How did you make hundreds of millions? Hey, dummy, how'd you make it? That's just not right, because that is a very important pillar of our foreign policy. And another foreign policy only. I say foreign policy because as we go into other countries, we make judgments about their rule of law. You make judgments? Hey, you stupid idiot. First of all, you said foreign policy because you got a little bit of the drunken stupids. Yeah, you do. You've been doing blow and Demerol since the 80s. Get off the table, dummy. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You don't have me on a chipmunk line, but uh, I was in the chipmunk line. It's not our line. I think it's that phone that I can't figure out if you bought it or you, you, you saw it run over in the street and picked it up. I don't know what the hell you're calling out. Bought that phone for top dollar, and the very first call that went out was to your show. And the first person I talked to on that phone was Honey Bunny. Yeah, well, you should have returned yeah. it right after, okay. but go ahead. All right. You know, people talk about when Obama was in that damn White House and everything for eight years and everything about him being lazy and didn't accomplish much, he didn't do this, and just basically being a connoisseur of big butts and all that kind of thing. Okay, having lots of parties over there. But I'll tell you what he was doing. I, he spent eight years. I never oh. said that. Barack Obama. Is the most proficient policy profiteer next to Nancy Pelosi there's ever been. Barack Obama is the original Teflon Don. Barack Obama bombed twice as many people as George W. Bush. That phone is terrible. Twice as many people as George W. Bush. 90% of his unarmed, unmanned drone strikes, 90% killed innocent people. Barack Obama is a war criminal. Oh, and he's a fraud. Obamacare cost this country 50% of its healthcare workers, 50% of its doctors, 50% of its hospitals. And this idiot is touted as anything other than a failure. He's the Teflon Don. And he got there by accusing before the election that he won. And I do believe he won it. I do believe there were at least 50 million morons that voted for Barack Obama. I don't believe there's 81 million, far more than voted for Barack Obama, that voted for Joe Biden. But he got there by 
questioning the electoral system in a bright way. He was every once in a while like a blind squirrel. He'd stumble on a nut. I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. We've got to have uh, a, I, I believe, a voting rights division in uh, the Justice Department that is nonpartisan and that is serious about you know, investigating cases of vote fraud. How about we investigate the Department of Justice? I want to know why Merrick Garland is worth $40 million. Let's just start there. And then we'll go as to why all of these so-called non-for-profits are paid by the DNC to ballot harvest. Can we start there? And then I want to know, why in the world was everything shut down for four hours? What happened in that four hours? I mean, aside from the multitude of videos of we have of truckloads of ballot harvested ballots being dropped off. What exactly happened with the count? I didn't even take the approach of you and the Duchess of Chaffington, who inspired you to be a fraud that you are and a failure, about the allegations by her documentary called Kill Chain, as she and her team hired Hari Harsty, who brought up some very interesting knowledge about said machines. I didn't even talk about that, and I don't have to, because the ballot harvesting and the vote by mail and the non-clean voter rolls, you know, like the one that got you elected in the only place somebody with your questionable history and background could ever be elected. All you have to be in these sewer states, these sewer cities, is a Democrat. They'll elect a tomato can or Barack Obama. Here, we got a tomato can. A new mayor, a new strategy for teen takeovers in the city of Chicago. Yes, that strategy was on display this past weekend in the South Loop. Yeah, it was. 40 kids take over a a 7-Eleven. It's the weekend now. Let's see if we can get that up to 50 kids and two convenience stores. I think we can. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Did you go see uh, the movie about the bomb? It's at Oppenheimer. Did you go see it yet? It's three hours, a big commitment. I prefer to buy it at home. You know what I mean? I can stop it, go to the bathroom and whatnot. I don't like strangers. And I'll never go to a theater in Illinois. I won't. Too many Democrats. And that leads me to my next solution of how to fix all of this. After all, I hear it time in and time out. I watch it on the news, 24-hour news cycle. The country's so divided. Okay, absolutely it is. And now we know who's who. Why do we have to have a, a election system I cannot or we cannot audit? My name is Joe Mataraz. I'm dumb enough to believe Joe Biden is just a Democrat and not a traitor. I vote for Biden. Check. And then we put it on the document, and this way we could audit. Hey, Joe! Joe! Were you dumb enough to vote for this diaper-wearing whore? Yes. Okay. Joe's legitimate. That's what I want to do, Squirrel. I can do the auditing for everybody. Ed in Chicago. Sean. Yes. Yes. Wasn't the F with the FBI keeping the laptop and they had two years before the election? Isn't it election interference? Ed, the FBI is a joke and it has been my whole life. It's a fracking joke. When you look at the scandals of the FBI, you know, do something interesting that. Go on, and I think you can get, still get it on YouTube. Malcolm X FBI tapes. The FBI or Malcolm X's family, they finally sued the FBI. They were dumb enough to tape interviewing Malcolm X. Go listen to that. Go take a look at what the FBI did to Martin Luther King. Take a look what the FBI did to 
notable and reputed mobsters. Take a look at what they do and how they live. Take a look at their legacy of failure and incompetence. See, they want you to believe it's incompetence. I don't know. I was just too busy. In the meantime, you tell me how a bunch of guys, all with the, with the last names that start with an O and an apostrophe, never knew about the short-in-the-pants Mike Madigan mafia. They never knew about it. I don't know. I didn't know hey, anything. I, I, just, I just lost a building from oh. them. Did you really? My taxes. Oh, they my taxes? My taxes up. They taxed they raised my taxes so high, I, I couldn't pay them anymore, so I walked away from it. Ed, they do you know what they've done to the people? You know, with the brother, you, you're better off walking away from it because they're going to. They, you, you should just. Did you do a deed in lieu? Because what they'll do is they'll come after you for the grass, they'll come after you for the water, they'll come after you for everything. It'll be tens of thousands. So they, you're better off giving it away. The, the grass, they did. They yeah. did. You're Donate right. it. Donate it to Cars for Kids. Donate it. Well, it's a com- it was a commercial building, but. Yeah. How the hell do you pay these taxes and make a living? You can't do it. You know what's funny, Ed? You should see in my old neighborhood. My old neighborhood, I got a cousin I love like a brother, right? He buys it after the, after the collapse of 09. And it was uh-huh. vacant. There was a thing they used to freeze the taxes. And back then, it was a lot of money. They said, okay, we're going to freeze them for three years. It was, it was large money. But it was a big warehouse, and it was empty. You know what his uh-huh. taxes on that property are today? $150,000. 153000 He said, what are oh, you, nuts? God. You, 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 I, worked you, my you, ass off. I worked my ass off. The building was paid off, but the tax bill kept coming. I couldn't yeah. handle it. Do you know why? Corruption is expensive, Ed. You don't have property taxes. You have corruption costs. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. I've had the pleasure of talking to my next guest once before. I've enjoyed it very much. He is a contributing editor at The Spectator, columnist. He's also the editor-in-chief of Outspoken and Outspoken Middle East. We saw him on Tucker Carlson, where he was a regular guest. He's the author of Tucker, and I wanted to have him on to discuss what exactly is happening with the tapes and the Capitol Police officers. He is Chadwick Moore. Chadwick, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I saw, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tucker Carlson fan. I was prior to the scandal, which proved beyond the shadow of the doubt, Fox is in on it too. And I am now as I'm watching him evolve, and I think it's even more exciting. But he had some crucial information, which I think arguably is one of the main reasons he was uh, dismissed by Fox News. And that was he's one of the only people to ever have access to the tapes from January 6th. And he only did, what did he do, one show before he got fired on on January 6th? Uh, I think he did one, I think he did two, two. on January 6th before uh, before he was taken off the air. I do know because I saw his uh, monologue that he planned to read on air the night of April 23rd, which is the day that he was taken off the air. And that monologue was all about January 6th. And it was about uh, Ray Epps and uh, several other things. So I do know he planned to talk about that on air the the, the night that um, he was taken off, uh, he was canned from Fox. So it's a new America now. It's the USSA. And we're comfortable with censorship. 
and, and government lying to our faces and government front running and profiteering. But the reality is there's still quite a lot of good people out there, even if they're in a bad system. What do you have about this uh, police chief, Sund, Sund, whatever? Um, I would agree with you uh, with what you said. And, uh, you know, he, Tucker was, as far as I know, the only person in mainstream media, certainly on cable news, who was really looking into January 6th and, and getting people like Sun to talk to him. And there were a couple other people, um, law enforcement, who'd also spoken to Tucker about what they saw that day and what was going on. And uh, that interview never aired, as we know. Now it's been um, it's been leaked. Um, but from what I understand is those tapes are you know, technically the property of Fox News. So Tucker couldn't himself put them out there. Other people are putting them out there somehow. And uh, um, but it's you know, this I've watched it. He seems very trustworthy. It's you know, we still don't know what's happening on January 6th. What we do know about January 6th is it is hugely important to the left. It's hugely important for not only their narrative that, you know, uh, I don't know, white supremacy, Trump supporters, insurrectionists, whatever they want to say, are the biggest threat to America. And also in their um, their pitch to moderates uh, in the next presidential election to make sure that Donald Trump isn't elected. They, they need to keep this going for as long as possible. And Tucker was the only one digging into this. And that obviously infuriated a lot of people. You had members of government, including Chuck Schumer and AOC, based solely on Tucker's reporting on January 6th, in which case he was merely asking questions. Let's, yes. let's be clear about that. Merely asking questions and merely talking to people. Um, they publicly called for a show to be taken off the air, and even in AOC's case, insinuating that he should be arrested for uh, his reporting on that. And it's within this hyper-fraudulent reaction by government that I know Tucker is telling the truth and that my opinion is validated. There's no question about it. Not just because I grew up in a suburb outside of Chicago where there was more actual, actual violence and mayhem as there will be this weekend in Chicago than ever at January 6th. And you had this weaponless takeover of the government. And I I just kept seeing them repeat very same similar talking points from coast to coast. And that's how you know it's organized. And what these tapes threaten to do is make people think for a minute well, wait a minute, the only person to be killed, really killed, was Ashley Babbitt. And this is something I I have a question for you, because I know you circulate around a variety of different people. This, to me, is an outrage. And I say this to you because it is astonishing to me, as somebody who was not always a child, I didn't go to finishing school, I wasn't a charmed life, I've been arrested. And I pose a much bigger threat than Ashley Babbitt ever posed to anybody. 120-pound girl shot in the neck at point-blank range. There has to be a handful of policemen that were working for the Capitol that day that are outraged and disgusted. And I'm wondering if that is what is being stifled. Were you able to see anything in its entirety? I wasn't. And what the, the impression that I got from uh, Tucker's team when I was writing the book and, and we were discussing this and, and they were going through the tapes, you know, in real time when I was hanging out with them, um, they didn't say this to me, but the impression that I got was that that they didn't have, you know, McCarthy was handed over, I don't know, what they say, 16,000 hours of footage or something like that, some number like that. Yeah. But I still got the impression that it wasn't all there. 
I didn't hear them say anything about, remember that mysterious pipe bomb that was planted that yes. never went off? Yeah. Um, I don't think they had anything on that. Uh, I don't think it's, it, the impression I got was that it wasn't all there. It, you know, it sounded like we would have everything, but I don't think that Tucker's team got everything, to be honest. They didn't say that to me, and they would have no way of knowing, obviously, but it didn't seem like they did to me. So when you, when you um, your interactions, are you still interacting with Tucker now? Uh, interacting, yeah, 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 we still talk, yep. Mm-hmm. Is he as excited about what could be and the course? And I, I'm curious to know, because he just had a very successful interview with Devin Archer, where it was, I thought, comfortable and fantastic because he wasn't encumbered by corporatism. Is he looking at this uh, to to evolve even bigger than it is now? Because I think he's still doing much better than anybody left on Fox News as they're getting their teeth kicked into Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I, I mean, the Schadenfreude I love, but I'm wondering is he as optimistic about his future as as we as as fans of his are? Well, he is. Um, well, firstly, with, uh, with what's happening at Fox. Okay, so there's a rule at Fox. It's not. It's not a legal rule. It's it's a it's a policy and a and you know that you know it's Fox. Is Fox this about baby oil player. on the legs? Because if you're going to do that, I mean, it's Friday. We got to put on the the sexy music. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, you can't you know you can't say Tucker's name on air. And not oh. only that, like he doesn't exist. He never existed. He never worked there. He's yeah. unpersoned in the way that Stalin might unperson someone and wipe them out of a photograph. Yeah if they were sent to the Gulag later. So that is policy now at Fox News with Tucker. So Tucker is breaking all this news. He's getting these huge interviews with Devin Archer and, and other people. He, he did the summit in Iowa with the candidates, the primary candidates, and Fox can't report on any of it. And they, I think oh, a couple hosts fantastic. have tried, but they have to read a transcript. They can't show the video and they can't say, you know, where this interview came from. (laughs) I hope it has the same, I hope it has the same stock future as Sanka in the meantime, (laughs) you know, I'm interested because Tucker also was, was way ahead of his time when he exposed the absolute and unmitigated corruption in our foreign policy system of, of government and the missing trillions of dollars of the Pentagon. You are an expert and you, you've, you've worked for outspoken middle East I think this also was a component to why Tucker was very uncomfortable for the status quo of corporatism that the media has become. After all, he was the only person that I know at that platform to expose the absolute corruption in the Ukrainian oligarch-run government as the people lived in squalor and were victims of a civil war. He was the only one that was talking about that. Do you think that played a hand as well? Well, it's absolutely... it's. I, I would say, in my opinion, it's absolutely clear that his removal from the network was ideological. There's, there's no question about it. That's uh, backed up by the fact that his entire team was frog marched out of the building in one fell swoop uh, on July uh, 16th or 17th, I believe it was. That's not normal for a cable news show. Uh, what you do is you're not hired to work for a show. You're hired to work for the network. So if your show gets canceled, you get moved to another show, whatever. Uh, the fact that Fox is trying to purge any suspected Tucker loyalists and the fact that they are threatening him now uh, with cease and desist orders because he's talking on Twitter, the fact they won't let him out of his contract until it's up, which is after the next presidential election, says to me this is entirely ideological. There's no question in my mind. Now, was it about foreign policy, the war in Ukraine? Could be. Was it uh, January 6th? Was it ESG? Was it Big Pharma? Any number of these things yeah. he took a counter narrative on. And it certainly upset very powerful people, many of them who maybe have controlling interests in News Corp, maybe many of them who are on the Fox board. But you can't look at the situation and not say that it wasn't motivated 
by someone, and it was completely ideological. The people's thirst and support for what he was saying has not gone away. In fact, what he was able to do is marry people uh, in, in support of the ideologies and principles of Americanism that I don't think anybody's ever done before, quite honestly. And he did it at a very crucial time. And I'm wondering to you, when you speak with him, I think he could do as much damage and help the country simultaneously by becoming a Murdoch himself and starting not just his show, which is great. He did it. But if he is, is facing all of these possible litigation and fines and the rest of it, why not become a Murdoch himself and start a network 24-hour news cycle and partner with a different company that may be uh, out there and he's unaware of and do the same thing only with all shows that were themed to take the contrarian point of view of a corrupt leviathan called government that's been lying to us for what we can trace back to the end of World War II, if not before. Yeah, and well, I think that's the direction he's headed. In fact, I know it's generally in that direction. I know that he uh, he's 54 now. He, he wants to be his own boss. He does, he's had, obviously, very lucrative offers from other places, uh, but I know he wants to be his own boss. And, and I, the reports have it that they're currently raising capital to start their own uh, media company. So uh, I imagine that's going to live online. What, what Tucker's executive producer, Justin, told me, Justin Wells, very recently was, um, you know, this is what they're doing and they're planning to do, and, and people are going to see a lot more Tucker than they ever did on Fox News. But I imagine there's going to be tons of other content. I'm not sure if it's going to be totally online. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. Uh, but of course, they're still being uh, constrained by Fox because he's still an employee of Fox News. He's still getting a weekly paycheck uh, to not have a show. And, yeah. and that's how Fox wants it until after the next election. So he's like a government worker. He just keeps getting checks. He doesn't have to do much. <laughs> Chadwick, um, I, I, I wonder, he was given those tapes. He was given those tapes by Speaker McCarthy. Now, I understand the contracts. I have one. I understand how they work, right? And a certain amount of what you say is the property of somebody else. But the intent of that was given directly to him. I'm a little curious as to why McCarthy doesn't give it to him again. After all, he could do that. Or he could say, I did. I gave it to Tucker Carlson, not Fox News. But he's a little... A little intimidated by this. He never really was the person I think they sold him as, as this so-called warrior for principle. He's been a, a whore to the establishment his entire existence. Has this ever come up? Has McCarthy contacted Tucker? Has Tucker said, hey, give it to me again? Has this been something that's been toyed with? So I don't know about that, but what I do suspect, uh, and I haven't seen Tucker's contract, but what I do suspect is that anything that would be given to Tucker right now would then become the property of Fox News. Son of a Fox gun, these Aussies really buttoned yeah. them up with that contract, huh? <laughs> yeah, those Aussies sure did. Uh, and that, you know, those contracts are, you know, it's sort of like a, an, extre- a, a, an extremely uh, grossly over, uh, highly paid um, indentured servitude. A lot of these sure. contracts are cable news, you know? Um, and I know that Tucker's was a lot looser than other people's contracts because, he could still appear on podcasts and interviews uh, while he was uh, on also on air at Fox. But if you look at a lot of Fox people, they can't even show their face anywhere in public or their voice appear anywhere else except for Fox News. Isn't this amazing? Uh, so I know he, he had a looser contract. He had more freedoms. But I still do know that anything that he sort of might produce or be given at this time would then be the property of Fox News. Now, have you been around the Murdochs? I mean, I know you rub elbows with all of these sophisticated uh, New Yorkers. Have you uh, been around the Murdochs? 
Rupert in particular? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite at that level. I'm kind of a hillbilly from Tennessee who went to University of Iowa. So mm-hmm. I've not spent a lot of time with the Murdochs. I've never met the, any of the Murdochs. Um, I've just yeah. had what I've read and what people told me. You know why I'm fascinated with this? First of all, I didn't realize there were that many women. I understand money sells. But I didn't know that there were that many women attracted to an Australian yard gnome like Rupert Murdoch. But my favorite <laughs> is that Wendy Ding Murdoch. She's my favorite. And Wendy Ding... I love the name. It's almost as good as Fang Fang. Wendy Ding <laughs> has a has a has a very cozy relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. I'm surprised that Tucker doesn't take that approach. Although he probably doesn't want to be sued into oblivion. But um, uh, has, has the investigation into the Murdoch corporatist cabal is that maybe worth talking about now? How we could tie so much of the corporatism of the Murdoch Empire into uh into the fourth reich uh leading back to the uh world economic forum or the rest of it or the chinese communist party i mean i'm amazed unless you think maybe wendy just liked short unattractive old yard gnomes from australia (laughs) (laughs) well you know okay i think we're all waiting for tucker to be completely unbound so he can start commenting on what's happening at fox news but um if, if if any of your listeners saw his uh the interview with Devin Archer that dropped today, the longer one, the 60-minute long one, he takes a very pointed and obvious dig at uh, companies that, I'm going to get this wrong because I'm not a finance guy, but basically companies who buy into pensions and gamble pensions. Something. That, oh, something I love that. Guy. That's my favorite scam out there, brother. Yes. Because no matter well, how much money they lose, yeah, they, they, they got to pay it out. It's great. And it, I think I think it was a pointed dig at BlackRock, which is a, a huge stakeholder in News Corp and the Murdochs. Yeah. So I think he's already starting to poke those uh, former masters of his at Fox News. Yeah. One thing you have to say, these Chinese communist spies, they they are, are very pointed and they could stay on point, man. They're undistracted by Swalwell's gassiness or Rupert Murdoch's physique without his clothes on, <laughs> which I can only imagine. In the meantime, I look forward to your articles. I, I love the fact you make time for me. What are you what are you working on now? Anything we should keep an eye on? Oh, just, you know, we're doing the book tour. So, hey, we're trying to get on the on the bestseller list, which is everything sold between now and Tuesday morning. So if, you're, if your listeners want to get a book, if they're interested in it, you can go to tuckerthebook.com. You can buy it from Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble. Um, and it would be really cool to be on the New York Times bestseller list to show not only everyone at Fox, but also the left uh, that Tucker has a lot of support out there. Well, I love it. I love the fact you did it, and I love the fact you're in the fight. Thank you, Chadwick Moore, for... Uh for what you do, and I appreciate looking forward to what you're doing next. And keep me posted, will you? I sure will. Thank you for uh, having me on. Anytime. Have a good weekend. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go brand What do you think? Wendy Dang was saying back at the Chinese Communist family. Oh, I love him. Especially when he bends over. You ever see an old man bend over at a health club? It's nothing to be happy with. Boy, oh boy, they're focused. They can focus these Chinese communist spies. And they're gorgeous, too. Do you ever see? take a look at her? She's stunning. Fang Fang a little rough. A little rough on the eyes, Fang Fang. But Fang Fang, she didn't need a pretty face because God knows what it had to endure. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Stay focused, Fang Fang. Focused. Don't, don't throw up in your mouth just yet.
Ron and Teresa Rockford. Hey, Sean, this is awesome to talk to you. We love your show. Oh, I got to tell you, you are hilarious, but we also love you for what you believe in. Oh, um, I appreciate this that, Ron. This is my honey buddy, Therese. And honestly, um, we love how you say honey bunny, but this is my honey buddy, Therese. And oh, we wanted to say things. So you got we Teresa there. You got everybody there. Ed, thank you very much. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah, of course. And we just want to thank you for bringing about the fraud of COVID. Yeah. Um, I've been in the medical field for many, many years, and um, I just think it's great that it's finally being disclosed, a lot of the bullshit that's coming <laughs> out. And we just want, we would really like you to get Dr. David Martin on, if you can, to interview him, because okay. he is pretty amazing. Well, Ron and Teresa, I love this. I love when you guys call together. It makes me feel that there's hope for wonderful marriages that enjoy my show. I was thinking about starting a new thing on uh, marital advice. But my wife said, if I if I do, she'll throw a plate at me and, and follow through on the divorce. Threat. <laughs> so thank you very much, Ron and Teresa. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sean uh, Thompson for president. Oh, yep. thank you. You guys have a great weekend, and we will look into Dr. David Martin. Honey Bunny's already on it. Thank you very much. Cream Puff Jim. What do you got? Oh, oh boy, you're lean, bro. Oh, no, you're flush. It's the fourth. You made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's not jump the gun. Let's not jump the gun. I got a week to go here. Uh, got Gene and Giorgetti's outside with a team of delivery drivers. Go ahead. I haven't been down here in years. I, I didn't like the joint anyway. Even when I was Come on. Back. What are you, out of your mind? You didn't like Gene and Giorgetti's? Are you even a no. man? You sit there with the garbage salad and the prime rib smoking a cigar at the table like a man? What the hell is wrong with you? No, I, I, I wasn't that crazy about that joint. I don't oh, know why. You're a communist. Crazy. You're a communist. Go ahead. It was too cramped up. It was too cramped up. Anyway, back to factories. One of my old jobs at a factory, I lasted about, I think I lasted eight hours in the joint. But manufacturing's gone through the ceiling, if you haven't noticed. Wow. Manufacturing's coming back. What kind of manufacturing? Well, every kind of manufacturing you can think of. Cream Puff Jim, let me explain something to you. It's a ruse, brother. The manufacturers are being paid and subsidized. It's uh, It's like minority contracts at O'Hare. They're all the same guy. How many gumads do you think you could fit on an LLC? Get the hell out of here. Manufacturing's coming back. Job numbers are in the tank. You got the statistics from everybody. Not come back. There's always this flow back from the uh, 55 or 65 and older crowd. Mm-hmm. They're not, they've not come back. And we don't know exactly why or what it would take to make that happen. 11 million. 11 million empty jobs. And they're telling you you've got job numbers don't even break even. As far as new business startups, where's that? Oh, in the Democrat sewers. And something tells me they trace right back to the Democrat La Cosa Nostra. Uh, hours worked um, abysmal, down dramatically. So the work week was down, down month over month, year over year. So your weekly income, $1,157.28. That's up from $1,155.84. The cost of everything is double that. We're drowning in bankruptcy and futility. But Democrats, they love losing. That's where their strength is. We're going to come back. I'm going to take Kevin and Joe. And yes, we'll talk about the labor uh, force participation rate and what it is after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Squirrel, you better snap it up. Now it's Friday. We got one more segment, babe. A little more disco. You know how I like that 70s, 80s disco, a little Teddy Pendergrass. Kevin, Las Vegas. 
Uh, hey, Sean, you're already kind of talking about uh, what I what I wanted to mention, but if you could explain that labor participation, like what 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 labor it exactly is talking about, and then also where so uh, where it is now versus where it should be. To oh, be, dude, you know, this to be is doing well. this is one of my favorite subjects. But I have to tell you something. There's there's a little skullduggery afoot under the Clinton years. Go figure. Uh, and it was when he was trying to win back Congress. They changed a lot of the way they calculate a lot of the unemployment numbers. He broke it from, you know, I think it was one number, then three numbers, then six when Bill Clinton did it. So you have the U6, which was the original number, and that was the unemployment. Now they give you a U3. They give you a median because it's more palatable. It's not as bad as the U6. And when it comes to labor force participation, it is the it's the part of your society working age that works. But also in 94, they changed it, and they could have people who were actively looking for work. So when you see the scallywags that are getting unemployment, and they would go, are you looking? Yeah, I went to go see Joe Matarazzi, and he told me I couldn't get a job. That's considered actively working. So it's very hard to get a real number, right? So it's been that way since 94. But when you look at how feeble it is, it includes people who are either working or actively looking for work. That's the technical definition, right? So right now you're at 62.6, they say, with that fraud in it. But when you think about 2020, that was 63.6, so it was a point higher. Or I'm sorry, that's 2021. When you look at uh, the year that they stole the election in 2019, you were at 64.4, right? That sounds great. So you're two points lower today than you were when Trump was president. That's just in labor force participation. But do you know what it was in... 1989? I do not. The year after Reaganomics, right? This is when uh, the idiot, George Bush Sr., took control and started to really screw up things and set us on the trajectory of corruption that we are experiencing today. It was when, without the active looking, just people working, they didn't have to create the fraud. 77.5% of the labor force. So we're not even close. We're not even fracking close. Not even close. You're wow. 15 points behind with the change of these lying Democrats. Are you trying to look for work? Yeah, I looked yesterday in between bars. They count those idiots now. <laughs> so to think about how far we've fallen. But here's the here's the the news that keeps these Democrats even where they can say their name without throwing up in their mouth. The people who support them are all on the dole. So they don't give a rip about the labor force. And then when you think about the amount of people that have a job because of corrupt government projects, look at the green energy boondoggle. None of those jobs are real, all subsidized. So how do you unwind it? Right. And then the money for for the government spending that it looks like a job like at O'Hare. You threw eight billion dollars in that in that joke. That smells like a urinal cake. Eight billion. The transportation secretary is going to send another seven billion. What do you got there? Nothing. You can't. You don't have a clean room. I mean, it's just. It's really. People don't want the truth, Kevin. They like the lie. It's. It's almost like everything else. Where when you can't meet the standard any anymore, what do you do? You just lower the standards. And Kevin, when you when you really talk to people who who were fundamentalists. And you talk about the idea of government spending so that it looks like a job. Once that money enters the system, how do you separate it? And that money, you can't, right? So what, what is the real small private sector of actual Americans that do not derive their money from the government redistribution from of 
from the, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would love you because it's indistinguishable from, you know, actual earned money too. Cause it's all in the same pot. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I would love and to know. That's uh, why that's why government spending was supposed to be controlled, because they knew that the corruption was addictive and it would metastasize. And then and then you start then you start calling tax money revenue and then you're bankrupt. And that's what we are yeah. today. We're bankrupt. And I don't give a rip. Yeah. That's why when these idiots come back, you'll hear all the same bull dung when they went on vacation to raise money. Oh, we don't want to have full faith and credit and we're up against the debt ceiling, brother. That's why all these countries are getting rid of the dollar. And you want to know something? You're only going to hear me say it. I don't think anybody else is going to say it. They're right to get rid of the dollar. The political whores, 537 whores, have destroyed the American economy. And it's to the point now, it doesn't matter what we do. They've got the game rigged. These crooked bastards. Thank you very much, Kevin. Joe in his car. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. I wanted to touch base with you on the... uh, you talked about uh, Mambala yesterday and all that business. So Narsal is another one. These are a bunch of scumbags that lobby the politicians to get their names and people's names off these registries of uh, sex offenders and child molesters and things of that nature. So they just had their yearly convention in Houston, Houston, Texas, and uh, we had people out there protesting against them. So, um, Joe, I'm so glad. Uh, how old are you, Joe? Uh, going to be 55 August 16th. Oh, we're the same age. Do you know how lucky we are? Do you know how lucky we are? When I grew up in Melrose Park, I was the youngest kid. In my We had a club, a little social grade get-together. And back then, they had just started that sex registration nonsense. Well, there was a rumor that there was a guy that had sexually, he was a sexual predator, molested a couple kids, and he got out. I didn't know anything about it. You know, you're a kid, you're... Walking around, you, I would walk into this social club. There's 30 guys. They got this guy's picture on the wall. If you see him, drag him inside and beat him till he moves. I thought that was a great way to handle it. Thank you, Joe, in his car. How dare you talk about that? Well, you see, back then, we didn't like when men had sex with kids, you sick bastards. We have a president now who I believe showered with his daughter, according to her diary. What is she's probably lying, though? Probably a liar. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, you were talking about the two spies that got caught. Fake, Wasn't fake, and uh, zero, zero, one, two, four. Wait, wait, That's what improvement. Take it easy, Charles Payne. He wanted to jump in and talk about the economy. I don't know how that happened. You're talking about Fang Fang and Dang Dang or whatever the hell her name was who was married to Rupert Murdoch. How do you think he looked naked on a Saturday about an hour after he took a few Viagras coming at you? She earned every bit of information she got. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, isn't this prima facie evidence we are at war with China? And I, I, want, I want to ask you, I think the war with China started when Clinton Dude, gave yeah, whoa, 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 rocket whoa. technology. No, you're way off. That's not war. That means we're, we've been infiltrated by the communists. We're at war with Russia, and we're using the corrupt Ukraine as a front. Thank you very much. But I, I, I mean, to prove my point, thanks for the call there, kid. This kind of patrolling on U.S. provided patrol boats of the sea by Navy forces of Ukraine is one of the element of coastal line defense. So So the U.S. is providing ships so Ukraine can pretend they have a Navy. Well, did you hear what Ukraine did with their pretend Navy? Well, today, Ukrainian sea drones attacked a major Russian port, damaging a naval ship at the Black Sea. This marks the first time forces targeted a commercial Russian spot in the 18-month conflict. So they're blowing up commercial Russian vessels. 
with American weapons and boats. That's called a war. Don't worry. Donald Trump might get indicted in Georgia. Who gives a rip, you crooked 312-642-5600? He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. I hear this place on a 24-hour loop at the Kiev Bentley dealer where they can't keep those things in stock. Flying off of the floor. In the meantime, no matter how bad your weekend is, and I know, listen, it's a beautiful today, but I heard hurricanes and nonsense. You got gangs that are overtaking Chicago. If you get carjacked or robbed or shot, it's still better than Windy Dang Dang on a weekend with the Rupert Murdoch coming at you with his testicle fortitude tucked in his socks after an hour of Cialis, not to mention Fang Fang with the... The gassy Swalwell. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat. Yeah, I'd rather get carjacked than hang around with these two Democrats scourge. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, great week. Great show uh, all week. I want to ask you, have you seen Sound of Freedom yet? I told you I'm going to wait for it to come on stream or I'm going to go to when I get back to Florida. I'm not giving him one dollar to to these Illinois taxes. Not one. Thank you very much. Well, what do you got? I, well, when you do, I would love to hear your. Uh, oh yeah, we'll come on and talk it. about it. Absolutely, it stands on it. It stands on and out. It's it's so popular right now. Please, it's I'm I'm disgusted at, at at sex trafficking now, and uh, I know it's going to be yeah. great, but it's also going to fire me up. So I got to watch it on a weekday. Thank you very much, Tom in Blue Island. Sean, I know the show's ending. Dittos, I love you. Kevin's a good guy. And I just wanted to say what Joe just said. Joe said he's going to be 55 August 16th. I'm going to be 55 August 28th. And as you've said this week, I'm happy I was born when I was. I love the 80s. Yeah, oh yeah. And I feel bad for these kids, what they're going to have to go through as we get adult men. And I love you, brother. Oh, I love you, too. And I'm proud of you because uh, just a while ago, 55 wasn't the only thing that was your age. He used to have a 55-inch waist, but he dropped 40 pounds at least from me heckling him. You see? You can heckle him. Not Chris Christie. Chris Christie had the fat bastard surgery where they tied a rubber band around your, your waist. I think he put A1 sauce on it and ate it. In the I meantime, fat. let's celebrate political prisoners who have been persecuted because they recognized the most successful, the most obvious election theft in American history, and they wanted to protest. Instead, they're still locked in prison. Let's uh, do, celebrate the national anthem by the political prisoners from January 6th. United States of America. Stands. 
one nation, under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. in this country and i also like to say a little message for the never trumper scum why don't you go to the atm take a little as much money as you can out of your account go for a walk in the city of chicago let me know how that goes on monday what's the under over squirrel 50 again all right put me ten dollars on the over we'll be back on monday have a safe weekend if you're in chicago and you see a kia or hyundai speeding towards you they are not going to ask you what time it is get out of the way i'll be back on monday don't just have a great night have an american night Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.